Welcome to the Love Hope Adventure podcast, where we talk about the marriage relationship, intimacy, and marriage, and how you can go deeper with your spouse. In today's episode, we're talking about the biggest mistakes couples make, including us, when communicating. (laughs) Simply talking to each other more doesn't really mean you're going to make any headway and understanding each other better. Mm. That's actually something that I think I've learned. (laughs) Sometimes communicating well means talking less. I think that sometimes <laughs> you can talk for an hour and still don't have any idea what the other person is trying to tell you. This, this is very true. This is so very whenever true. I hear people say, oh, you got to communicate more and talk more and all this, I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> That's Some, always the best Yeah, advice. sometimes communicating more doesn't mean talking more. It means talking better. Yeah, talking yeah. better. <laughs> Love, hope, adventure, teaching you to talk better. <laughs> <laughs> talk less, talk better. I mean, you know. So we're going to start out by just kind of sharing some of the things that we think was, is our biggest mistakes in communication. Because I'm going to tell you guys, while communication is really important to us, we talk about this all the time on the blog and with people in general, uh, we struggle with it. We have our own areas. We struggle to communicate nearly every day. (laughs) 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 We've gotten better, but... I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we had a little argument in the car today, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we really did. I don't even remember. Or what was yesterday? Oh, was it was yesterday. yesterday just trying to come home from the store. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, yeah that's, that's what it was. That's what it was. It was about um, how much kielbasa was in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were spatting over that. <laughs> <laughs> that one almost got away from us. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you think, and I don't know, I put was, is our biggest mistake in communication. I think we probably had big mistakes that we sort of figured out. communication, read me the question. Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) Say what you're trying to ask me without the footnotes. Everyone can see now where our biggest uh, (laughs) mistakes are in communicating. What's the question? What do you think was or is our biggest mistake in communication? Our biggest mistake in communication. Um, okay, so let me. How about I'll start off by putting the blame on me, and then you can decide oh, right. whether or not you want to join me. <laughs> join in the blame? Yes. <laughs> uh, making assumptions. Okay, I, I do it. not make assumptions like you do. That is definitely um, you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, no, that's not that's not true. That's not true. There are there are definitely times where you make assumptions about what I said. That was the whole problem with oh, the, that's that true. was the whole kielbasa problem. That's true. What shall forever now be known as the kielbasa incident. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking something different here. When you when I'm thinking about you saying you make assumptions about things, I think I'm saying you assume you know what someone's going to say before they say it. Uh-huh. And so then it makes it more difficult for you to listen to them when they are actually speaking what they're sharing. And you're like, wait a minute. I assumed so, you were going to say that thing over there. And So did you just make an assumption <laughs> about the things that I make assumptions about? I made Is an observation. Just- <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you misunderstood what I was saying because of the <laughs> assumption that you made about what assumptions I was talking about. We've gotten so meta so fast. I know, right? I, yes, I do have a tendency to uh, make assumptions, jump ahead, fill in gaps that I probably shouldn't and things like that. Or or assume, 
I, I would say that maybe my biggest problem when it comes to making assumptions about you is making assumptions about your motivations, your oh, yeah. reasoning, your logic, and the primary thing being I assume that you have reasons <laughs> reason. and motivations <laughs> and logic. I don't. And very often you don't. You very often... <laughs> <laughs> come, come for the laughter stay for the heartfelt uh feedback <laughs> yes you adventure. assume that i have this very well thought out reason behind everything so yes. then you start asking me and then i feel like i'm making crap up i'm like we um, had a we had a breakthrough was it on last week's podcast it was. that we had this breakthrough <laughs> of i sit around and think about things and you don't yeah and all, i don't ever and you just sort of charge ahead I just and, have a thought and i do it. Yeah. So sometimes you'll say something or do something and I will be like desperately trying to parse out what were you thinking when you made this decision. <laughs> and so I begin, <laughs> I begin asking you probing questions <laughs> to discern your motivation and reasoning and logic. And then you get mad at me <laughs> because of the just simply because of the questions. Yeah. And you're like, what like what are you getting at? And I'm like, <laughs> what are you I'm trying, trying to get at what you're saying? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Oh my god. Yeah. So that okay, so that would that would be one for me. Making because making assumptions. Mistake. Yeah. And and um and and one assumption being that most people think the way I do. Which oh, yeah. has taken me a long, long time. And I think that's a problem for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people don't have um, a good handle on, you know, people literally think differently than you. One thing that uh, the boys and I have, have talked about a lot, of, a lot of times is the idea of an internal monologue or visualizing things in your mind and things like that. There's, there's all this science that's coming out now that, that's showing that there are some people who have an internal monologue and so in other words, when you think there's a voice in your mind and for some people it is their own voice, for some people it's, I don't know, some other voice and for other people they don't and it breaks my brain because I'm like, what do you mean? How do you think if you're not talking to yourself internally, not with your mouth, not outside, <laughs> but, but inside your head? If I say apple what happens in your mind? In my mind, I picture a round fruit that's red and probably has a little green leaf on it. You know, like I visualize, I picture an apple. And there are people out there who not only don't, but can't, literally cannot <laughs> do that. And so that, I mean, that right there should tell you that uh, when you're talking to another person, you have no clue what is going through their head because they literally may right. have a different hardwiring of their brain in how they process information. And... Then you go beyond that and say, maybe they think the same way that you do. They have an internal monologue and they, you know, visualize things, but they don't have the same personality type as you. Yeah. They don't, they don't critically analyze things the way you do, or they're not as free thinking and creative as you or whatever it is. Um, so I, I do have, um, I'm better about, about it than I used to be, but this was a big, big problem for me. I would say throughout my twenties was not realizing that people don't see the world and process the world the way that I do. Right. And therefore making assumptions. And I'm actually like a big reason why you understand uh, that. It's huh? a big, big, <laughs> giant reason. Because we do not process the world the same. Uh-uh. We really don't. No. 
I would say my biggest mistake in communication is just withholding information. Yes. I mean, sometimes it's intentional and other times I just don't realize I'm withholding it. But I'm also a person that kind of perceives what other people are withholding from me. So I okay. do have the ability to kind of just perceive or see what is, what they're actually communicating, even when they're not communicating well. Like I can tell when someone is like we deal with people all the time who don't communicate well. And I didn't even realize this is something I naturally do until I start dealing, like sending that communication to you or other people yeah. on our team. And everybody's like, what exactly do they want? I'm like, can't you okay. see? My least favorite thing. No, so so we're, we're branching out of marriage and into our business uh, for just uh, a realm second. for a second. But it's all about communication. The, the worst thing, that, uh, the thing that I hate hearing from you the most is you have the same information that I do. I'll be like, okay, for this client, are they looking for this, this, or this? And you're like, you have all of the emails that <laughs> I have. And I'm like, emails. but that doesn't mean I have the same information that you apparently have because I don't have the sixth sense. I can't see what they're not telling me. I didn't know that that was something that I was good at at all and probably yeah. until the last like two years when I started involving more people mm-hmm. in the business. And like, I've been trying to tell you this for years. <laughs> And because of that, I can say I know that I do not share all of the information that is necessary for someone to yeah. understand me. And so then it frustrates me because I don't always actually know how to share that information. Right. And there's times where I will ask you a question. And if you ask me that same question, I would give you here's three pieces of information to answer that question. Response. And you give me, like, I give you. A, B, and C, and you give me like the period that comes after the A in the outline, and that's it. And I'm like, and what else? And then you're like, you'll dribble out a little bit more. And I'm like, what about this? And like, I'm, it's like pulling teeth. I, know. I have to just like, I have to spoon feed you every single question you to know, get the just, information that I need. Whereas if you asked me, I would tell you more than you ever wanted to That's the to thing. Know. I don't think that people need as much information. That's why I don't give it. Like if I thought they needed the yeah. information, I would tell them. But I think I, I think I'm you definitely... treat information like money, and you're just stingy. You're I'm stingy. Miser, Ebenezer Scrooge over there. I'm not. <laughs> That's why you're good with budgets. So I think, yeah, I am definitely a person that uh, does not explain myself well or my or communicate as well in in those regards because they don't give enough information all the time. It yeah. actually, I think it's just worse when it's with um, you or friends or people that I think know me. Not that mm. I, not that you don't know me, but I mean, like somebody that I know has more information about should me, be able to fill in the my gaps. life, all yeah. these things should be able to fill in the gaps. You know, I think I'm worse. I think you are much more comfortable. So, so you said that I'm, you know, like or we said that I'm bad about making assumptions. I think you do make assumptions. but And by that, I mean, you're filling in those gaps. Oh, I am. Yeah. And so I, when I, when I don't have information and I'm trying to fill in the gaps, that's when I don't want to make an assumption. I don't make assumptions consciously. You know, that's just something happening in the background of my programming. I'm not thinking about it, but when, when I am faced with, okay, I have to either fill in the blanks myself or ask the person for more information. I don't want to fill in the blanks because I don't want to be wrong. (laughs) I don't want to make the assumption because I might be wrong. 
you don't have a problem with being wrong. I don't. Yeah. I also use a lot of information to fill in the gaps that I have gotten from communications because people do tend to overshare with me. Yeah. People overshare, overshare, overshare. And I, that's not a criticism towards others, but that is the case. So I think I do have no, a little bit more. No, it's some witchcraft that you have. <laughs> some, I have a little bit more to draw from. So yeah. I don't personally think I'm making that many assumptions. Hmm. But maybe I am. <laughs> no, you definitely are. So, um, how has understanding our differences helped you be a better communicator? Like with me, with others? How has understanding our differences helped What? Helps you be a better communicator. Because we just talked about, you know, how... With you? With me and with other people. I think you definitely see more. Because we we have these kids now that are complete opposites like us. And so we do spend a lot of time translating for them. I would say that... I I, I think in general, I am a good communicator. um, And have been. And, And maybe that is attributable to my oversharing true. <laughs> that I do tend to give too much information. But the result of that is that uh, everyone in the room has the information that they needed because not everybody needed the same information. And, 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 and this is coming from primarily a public speaking mm-hmm. type of communications, right? One-on-one intimate relationships. That's a little bit different, but as far as general communications, I think that I, I usually, I have been complimented over the years about my ability to take a complex idea and break it down into its parts and make it understandable, make it relatable and those kinds of things. Right. So um, you and I, that's not the problem that you and I have because we're, you know, it's not me trying to break something down. It's whatever, it's emotional baggage, it's things left unsaid, it's, you know, past hurts, it's, you know, it's all of the things about it uh, that come with an intimate relationship. And again, I've, 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 I have spent a lot of time broadly communicating to a wide audience. And when you're trying to communicate individually with one person and there's two way feedback in real time, that's very different. And so where I think you and I have, you and I have talked past each other because of a failure to understand Again, how we process information, what our personality types are like, all those kinds of things. And as we've gotten better about that, where where it is translated for me is if I know what the listener needs, I bring that to the table. I don't right. I don't wait for them to ask questions. I don't uh, this this is probably why I'm not always a great storyteller in some regards. Let me rephrase that. You could be if you would just tell a story. <laughs> one of one of the one things that story. I wish that I could do better as a storyteller is to leave people wanting more. <laughs> I leave people wanting more. You do. I don't <laughs> because I'm like, but that reminds me of this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> because again, I want to bring all of the information. And part of that comes from I'm naturally inquisitive. So like if you're telling yes. me a story... I'm going to stop you and I'm going to ask questions along the way because I want backstory. I want details. I want to know why was that guy wearing that hat? You know, whatever. Like I want all those details. And so I assume everybody does. And so I just <laughs> give all that information. So again. And then that, I have to be like, did someone die? Just spe- tell me. You know, like if they died, just say they died. Did they die and in the end? tell did, me the event. Did they die in the end? Just t- Can you tell me now? Like you don't, it doesn't have to be a surprise. <laughs> I, you're not in my chime alone. I need down. the ending. <laughs> I have learned with you to start with the ending. Start with the ending. 
Because I'm going to get frustrated very quickly. <laughs> hey, babe, here's why we got to take the dog to the vet. He's not dying. He's but, not dying. <laughs> but, I can't but, take it. But let me tell you, it's, it's just fleas. That's all it is. Um, yeah, so I, I <laughs> as a perfect example, come back to the original point. I'm going to bring you the information that, that I think that you need. That so I when I have right. identified a lack in our communication because you don't hear the same thing that I hear when I say fill in the blank, then I'm going to make sure that I say it the way that you need to hear it. Or I'm going to give you that additional information or I'm going to ask it as a question instead of, you know, whatever it is. When I've discovered places where we are not communicating well, I shift immediately. I make I make right. that that change. Sometimes it's very, very difficult to do. And sometimes, uh, sometimes it takes me a while to figure out wh- why it is that we're not communicating. But once I crack that nut, then it's, you know, then here we go. Yeah. What about, what about you? What do you, what do you think to answer that same question? Oh, well, I'm really terrible at miscommunicating my emotions. Yeah. So I can sound very upset, mean, harsh, Stern. or whatever, cranky, yeah. and I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah. not being that. Sometimes I am, but I'm not even being, I'm not even mad with yeah. the person. Yeah. I think the um, kids have taught you a lot about that. I, and maybe I have too, but you I think have. the kids have, uh, yeah. But even when, where I have, I think it's been on behalf of the kids a lot. So I've noticed even um, just a lack of communication with other people around me. I'll make decisions. I make very quick decisions. And I've not always been real great at explaining the whys behind all that. And I've had to, it's definitely helped me. But also, I think um, for you, you do want like to dissect the motivation behind everything I do. And I mean, I know there is a motivation. The definition of every word that you've said. There is a motivation (laughs) behind some of the things I do or whatever, but it definitely has caused me to do an inner look at my emotions of why I feel upset Mm. about something or whatever. And I think until you can really understand why someone's words or actions bothered you, there's no way on earth you can communicate to them why it's bothering you. Right. And I'm not sure, like, I feel like you even grew in that area a little bit because I would say things or do things and you get upset and I'm like, I don't understand why you're upset. Like, I didn't... Like, I didn't mean to say that or do that yeah. or whatever. So now I'm telling I, you why. I had to bring a new thing into our conversation, which was uh, when you said this, I heard this. Oh, yeah. Or I felt this or I interpret. Here's what that communicated to me. And sometimes, sometimes I would be a couple steps ahead and I'd be able to say, listen, I know that you meant to say this and this is what you were trying to communicate to me. But this is these are the words you said. And this is how it came across to me. And then there's other times, more often, where I have to say, all right, you said this, and it made me feel this. So what were you trying to and communicate? And you know what's funny because is I'm usually I very surprised. I'm like, I know. You, you thought I, you thought I meant what? Does that sound like me? <laughs> well, and, and, and that, again, goes towards assumptions where the longer we've been together and the more we trust each other and the more we love each other and all these kinds of things, I can say, all right, I'm going to assume I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you are not trying to be a total jerk just now. But when you said this, this is what I said. I took it to be very jerky. So what were you trying to say? Because you Mm. didn't 
didn't you know, say it I right. did. I did start saying this to you, like I'm not out to get you, or right. I am out to get you. I'm out to get you, babe. That's right. I'm yeah, out that's to get yeah, you. that's the running joke. I'd be like, why would you do that? And you're like, because I'm out to get I'm you. I'm out to get you. Because yeah. <laughs> we all know that all know. secretly, <laughs> I want to sabotage you. <laughs> Um, so what are some steps that we've taken to understand each other better? Or that you've taken? I mean, I'm sure some of it's been together, too. Um, yeah, I mean, just like I said, that tool in my toolbox of saying, okay, what did you, what did you mean to say just then? And uh, taking a step back and doing our mantra about team reason and reminding myself that you do like me and you do love me and you <laughs> are not trying usually to hurt me and destroy me. No. Um, yeah. I'm not. I can't yeah. think of, I cannot think of a time where I've been like genuinely vindictive towards you. Genuinely Even- vindictive. No, I can think of plenty of times where you've, you've hurt me on purpose, but not in a vindictive way. Just, mm-hmm. you know, not like I'm, I must crush him, but you know, um, we, we've said hurtful things to each other in the past. Um, but, but yeah, just taking a step back and saying, all right, she's, she probably didn't mean what you're thinking she meant. So stop, pause, ask her, clarify, you know, that's, that's been a big, a big help. And then just uh, probing even deeper and just like sort of uh, general broad conversations that we've had where I'm trying to think of a good example, but just like there'll be these breakthrough moments where all of a sudden a whole aspect of you will suddenly snap into focus. You'll say something or do something or be in a situation and all of a sudden I'll go, oh, that's why you're this way. And it may, it like things just become clearer and it's like this kaleidoscope that is Keely of all these different pieces just sort of slowly snapping into focus. And there's more and more of the picture that is clear to me. And so I'm able to. This is because I don't share enough. Yep. (laughs) It's all your fault. It is all your fault. Um, I've definitely worked on understanding I don't understand always why you think I said what I said or the way you see the world, but uh, I have definitely worked on at least trying to sympathize with it. Like I know yeah. you're frustrated or upset right now. Like I don't fully get it, but I am trying really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more of a me problem. <laughs> like I'm really trying, so and I, I, I know you're upset. Yeah. I don't know if there's, I don't know if it's as common for you to be upset and me to be just at a loss for why. I can't think of a single time. (laughs) As much as it is for you to be looking at me going, what? Like, what is going on right now? The only time is when I literally cannot verbalize the emotions that I am feeling. That would be the only time. Why is this bothering you? I don't honestly know. So if I don't know, no one yeah, knows. No, that's that's true. That's true. There are times where I'm like, I just don't know what's happening right now. So yeah. I think we all get that way. It'll get there. So what's what's your biggest piece of advice for a couple that's struggling to communicate? Because let's just be honest, we have a lot of people in our lives that we've seen just, uh, man, like we know what they're saying to each other, but we can tell they don't. Oh my gosh. I mean, like one one. Like very, very practical piece of advice would be to like 
every now and then get a third party oh, yeah. because of what you just said. Like right. we, we know couples where we, we hear him and we hear her and we go, y'all aren't hearing each other at all right now. Yeah, because that response was the wrong response to what that person just said. Like, <laughs> right, right. Or, or even like in separate conversations, hearing one of them talk about a situation and then hearing the other one talk about the situation. Yeah. And you go, like, what? oh, were y'all in the same room? Yeah. Like, what, what? Like, this was not, doesn't sound like y'all are even describing the same incident, <laughs> you know? Or, or the same conversation or argument or whatever it is. And so sometimes having, having a third party, a trusted outside third party, um, which is very hard. It's very hard to have somebody who's, who's not going to automatically take one side or the other. It's well, very that's hard why to counselors are really helpful. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly what I'm getting at. Um, but even if you just have friends that can sort of be the, um, uh, both a check and to, to say, you know, like, well, I don't know, man. You kind of sound like you were being a jerk. Were you, you, were know, you like, being a jerk? Were you being a jerk? <laughs> or um, like, why did, Why do you think that happened? Or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but on a on a one-on-one basis, you know, husband and wife, uh, like slow down sometimes. Uh, don't, like when you feel, when you feel the blood pressure rising and the heartbeat going up and you like you can feel that you're getting emotionally over invested like stop calm down take a break like like right the aforementioned kilbasa incident i there was a moment where i went okay like just internally <laughs> i said shut up and stop talking austin you are not in the right frame of mind right now and by the way i realized in that moment i realized oh we went to the grocery store hungry and now we're on the way home and there's food. There's going to be food and there's going to be great food. We're doing pizza tonight and I'm so looking forward to that, but my blood sugar is off. And I realized that probably half of the argument that we were having right then was not me arguing with you. It was my blood sugar arguing with my body, you know, so just pausing and stopping to 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 feel your feelings in the moment, which is really hard. Instead of instead of letting them take over and run away with right. you, stop and just feel them and let them and and you know, don't say that next word. Don't say that next biting thing that's gonna really stick it to them. Like just just stop for a minute, right. and then ask some clarifying questions uh, to to your spouse. You know, like what. What are we, how many times have you and I said, what are we arguing about right now? Right. Like what's actually happening? Are we having a fight that we didn't know about? You know, is there something else going on here? Um, and I would say maybe just the number one thing is that motto that we always go back to of team reason, just reminding yourself and reminding your spouse that you're on the same team. Right. And that if you're going to fight together instead of fighting each other, fight together, shoulder to shoulder, not face to face. And, and fight against this problem that y'all are facing that, that you're going to get through it? Uh, my biggest advice would be, number one, would be um, communicate in a way that they understand. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys are struggling with mapping out your week, figuring out who's supposed to pick up what kid at what day or whatever, 
then get the calendar out or whatever it's going to take, like whatever reminders they need to set, be willing to help them with that. Um, so kind of just figure out how is it that they best communicate, like yep. what's the best way for them to f- see it. Like when Austin and I talk about money, I'm like, I, I just theor- theorizing does not help me. <laughs> she needs Let me to see, see the, the numbers. The numbers on the paper. If you could get me some dollar bills even, <laughs> that would really, really help me. Didn't we have Monopoly money for we a while did, for that We did so reason? that I could, uh, <laughs> and I used it and it was very helpful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, so figure out how they how they communicate, like what's that best way, but also um, be willing to accept that maybe you just aren't communicating yourself very well. Like you're, you're not mm-hmm. saying what mm-hmm. you really mean. And maybe it's because yeah. you don't know how. And in yeah. that case, you have to stop and regroup. So if you feel offended by something your spouse is saying or doing, it's probably not them. It's you. It's, it's you are having this trigger reaction to something they said or did that really doesn't have anything to do with them sometimes. It Could might be. just have everything to do with the way you're perceiving the actions so maybe their actions are communicating to you that they don't respect you or and they doesn't mean they don't respect you. They're, that is just the way the action is being perceived by you. Or maybe, you know, their action is communicating something unloving. We're going right. to actually talk about this um, on a podcast about love languages. You know, it's really important to communicate in a way that your spouse understands love, because if you don't, then that actually will make them feel unloved. <laughs> So, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, really, that's my biggest pieces of advice for couples that are struggling to communicate. So hopefully you guys walk away with uh, a lot of tips to help you to talk better with your spouse. Not more, but just better, like where you both understand each other. Definitely check out our website, lovehipadventure.com, where we write about all kinds of intimacy and marriage uh, topics and communication, relationships, sex, uh, romance, dates. So all that information is over there. And if you want to stay up to date with the latest podcasts, blogs, and other questions that I answer every week, follow us on the newsletter. Go to lovehipadventure.com slash newsletter. You can sign up there. We'll send you a free game. Thanks so much, guys. We love talking with you and can't wait to see you next time.